Welcome to the Yours is the Story podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Julia. And I'm Jill. This is a storytelling podcast that entertains, encourages, and points you to Jesus. Welcome back, everybody. I have a very, very special guest on the podcast today. It is someone so near and dear to my heart. My dad, my sweet dad, Rick Craker, is here on the podcast And he has some really incredible stories to share um, about, well, you know, I'm not even going to tell you what it's about. We're just going to jump right into it. But we are on a family vacation in beautiful Seabrook, Washington, and it's been such quality time to spend with my dad and to make memories together. So I asked him, I said, hey, would you be on my podcast? And he said, absolutely. And here we are ready to record. Welcome, dad. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, Rick. Thank you, Jillian. And uh, also, I just want to say uh, regarding your podcast, I have been so delighted with what you and Julia are doing. Thanks. Uh, when I listen to them, and I've listened to most of the podcasts already, but it's like taking, getting a bottle of water. I've got one right here in my hand, but my, this is just plain water, but like opening it up and it's like flavored water and Aww. you're surprised by how good it tastes. Aww. And I listen to your podcasts and they're just uh, very sweet and very refreshing and encouraging and I love it. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm, I know your stories are going to be that way too, but that means a lot. Thank you. Okay. So the first story I want to ask you about today is uh, your story when you were in Japan. You had a pretty miraculous moment. And do you want to share why you were in Japan and the story behind that? Sure. And let me just say, uh, this happened a long time ago. I was in the Navy and uh, I was really reluctant to ever share this story with anybody mm. because I didn't want people to think like uh, I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> But it came out at some point. I shared it with somebody. Some people were inspired by it. Mm. I've been asked to share it a few times. Uh, I don't mind sharing it. So let me just say, you know, with that caveat, I'm not crazy. (laughs) He's not. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I was in Japan. I'd been a Christian for maybe about a year, year and a half. And uh, two years, perhaps. And I was actually getting ready to go to visit some friends of mine that I had met while I was there. They were a missionary family that lived on a southern island south of uh, the main island of Honshu. They lived in Kyushu. And so I had met a couple of young guys, uh, especially that were my age, that I wanted to go visit and see their family, see their, their island, visit their church. And uh, so I'm on, I, I booked myself a trip on the Shinkansen, which is the bullet train there. Mm. And it's like getting an airline flight here. You have to make a reservation. You can't get them at the last minute. They're kind of expensive. If you get off of the train, you're probably not going to be able to get back on because you have to have a reservation. And they're usually uh, filled up, but it goes 120 miles an hour. And so they rarely stop. And, you know, I was going from basically Tokyo all the way down to the southernmost part of the main island. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to catch, uh, you know, whatever my accommodations were, I don't recall exactly now, down to the next island south. So I'm on the train and I'm, I'm on the train maybe for about an hour and a half or so, two hours. And uh, we're just getting ready to hit Osaka, which is about halfway on this particular trip. Osaka is a major city in Japan, and uh, we are slowing down, and I hear a voice say something to me, and it says, get off the train and go to, and I won't give the name because I don't, it doesn't matter, but a particular pastor's church there in Osaka. And I, I hadn't heard of this pastor. In fact, he had a large church there, but this was like Wednesday. It's midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. 
And I had no reason at all to get off the train and to think there was anything special waiting for me there. And if I do get off the train, then I'm going to have a problem because I'm going to be stranded in Osaka. Mm. I don't have very much money. Japan back in that day didn't use credit cards. All I've got is a little bit of extra cash with me, Japanese yen. There's no bank cards. There's no credit cards. It's like if I get stuck here, it's like I am really <laughs> going to be stranded. And uh, I'm going to, you know, disappoint my guests or my hosts, excuse me, that were waiting for me. And so I'm really reluctant to do what I thought this voice was telling me to do, which is to get off of the train and to go to this particular pastor's church. Made no sense. And so I'm wrestling. It's the first time I've ever experienced anything like this in my life. And I feel this inner wrestling that's going on with Mm. me, my heart, my spirit, you know, my will, (laughs) self-will, and what I thought I had felt the, the God was speaking to me. I wasn't 100% sure, but I will say this, that it was so real to me. I thought it was a literal voice. And in fact, when it happened, I'm looking around at all of the people sitting around me, in front of me, behind me, on each side. Like, did you hear that voice? No. They, don't speak, they don't speak English, right? These are all Japanese people pretty much on the, on the train. And I'm sure some of them spoke English, but, but nobody is like acknowledging that anything, that they had heard anything. So I'm sure it must have been just me hearing it, but it was so real to me. And uh, so the funny part of the story is, you know, at that point in time, it's like, I'm getting scared to death. I'm thinking, well, let me just back up a little bit. The the, uh, end of, not the end of that story, but the other aspect of that story is I didn't know what to do. It seemed like a foolish thing to get off Mm -hmm. the train and I ended up not getting off the train. Mm. So uh, I disobey this, you know, command that uh, I, I had heard mm. just because it didn't make any sense. And uh, so when the train starts pulling back out of the Osaka train station, the voice speaks to me again, and it says, get out your Bible and read Jeremiah 25, seven. Now, like I said, I'm a Christian for a year and a half, two years. You know, Jeremiah is not the most edifying book in the Bible. There's a <laughs> lot of judgments and damnations perhaps in there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people like to read things like the Psalms or Isaiah, you know, it's really, uh, you know, it's a lot more inspiring. So certainly, you don't, uh, at least at that point in my life, I didn't have any scriptures memorized from the book of Jeremiah. So I uh, end up getting my Bible out. I open up my book, Jeremiah 25, my Bible up to Jeremiah 25, seven, and it says this, yet you've not listened to me, declares the Lord in order that you might provoke me to anger by the work of your hands to your own harm. Now that verse has been ingrained into my heart from the <laughs> moment I read it for the very first time at that point. And uh, so it's like, I am just repenting all over the place internally. I am certain that we're gonna have a head-on collision with another train someplace along the line. Or It was a beautiful day. It's beautiful here where we're sitting at right now. It was a beautiful day like today. I could mm. see Mount Fuji in the distance. And uh, I was sure, though, that a bolt of lightning was going to come through the window <laughs> and strike me. It just felt like I had let God down so, so desperately. So we're pulling out of the Osaka train station, and I'm feeling so remorseful. To my surprise, there is a second train stop in Osaka. Now, this is not the Milk Run train that stops yeah. at every little junction, right? Because it's 100, it goes 120 miles an hour. So, uh, but on the other side of town, there was a stop there. So we stopped there. I got off the train this time, especially after, you know, God gives you a verse and speaks yeah. so plainly to you <laughs> through it. And I get off the train and it turned out that it really changed my life. I, I found a taxi driver and I just named this pastor's name. Now, this 
when you say the name sensei, which is the way you would say pastor in Japanese, that also means professor, teacher, you know, it could mean a lot of different things. Doctor, it doesn't necessarily have to be pastor, but uh, somehow he understood what I was meaning. And uh, he said, just a minute, he runs off, he comes back, he said it in Japanese, chotomate. He comes back uh, a little bit in a few minutes and then we're off in five minutes later, 10 minutes later, He's dropping me off at the front door of this church, and it did change my life. They were having some special services that week only at the church where they were putting in some leaders, putting some leaders in place, and they had some special pastors from here in America that uh, really were insightful, prophetic, mature, gifted. They kind of saw things about people. They felt things about people, and they'd come, have them come, and they'd pray over them and really just kind of like, speak into their lives what they saw maybe uh, about that particular leader and it was a real blessing to those leaders and i'm just there i i find somebody they lead me to uh the pastor of the church who uh, was gracious enough to let me sleep in the church for a couple of nights i'm up at 5 a.m the next morning for the, all the prayer meetings that they're having <laughs> it's part of my deal of being given the opportunity to stay at the church was I had to go to the prayer meeting, which started at five o'clock in the morning. Wait, did you sleep in the church or someone's yeah, house? in the church. In like a pew? On the floor. Oh, wow. Just, just on the floor. And you're a complete stranger. Complete stranger, right. But, Whoa. you know, anyway, they trusted me, I guess. Wow. I had, good, had a good heart. Mm. And I was sure after I saw what was going on there for a day, the first day, it's like, man, this is incredible that uh, God was going to, you know, call me out of the congregation. <laughs> One of those pastors were through, I mean, God was going to do it through them and they were going to have me come forward and they mm-hmm. were going to share some kind of a, you know, insight that they saw about me. And I had some uh, crossroads that I was facing because I was going to be getting out of the military in about four months. And I mm-hmm. wasn't exactly sure what I was going to do. I thought I might go to Bible college. I didn't necessarily feel called to go into the ministry, but I did feel called to go to a Bible college just in order to get a foundation in the word mm-hmm. and, and have those foundations built into my life because I knew they would serve me well for the rest of my life. So uh, I had three that were in mind. I wasn't sure which way to go. I, I, I It came point the point in time at which I had to actually uh, leave to get back to work. And uh, my time there was really uh, at an end. And so I went up to them and I asked them, hey, God kind of really, I felt, led me here in a special way. I'm here. What I've been seeing has been amazing. I've got to go now, but I just thought, you know, since God led me here, maybe you had a word for me. Mm-hmm. And I like, you know, put them on the spot. My eyebrows up, <laughs> like, do you? And uh, they didn't, but uh, they asked me a few questions about, you know, my life and what I was going to be doing. And I kind of explained that to them. And, and then they just gave me their insight and their counsel. And that's all mm-hmm. it was just insight and counsel. But it really directed me to the city where I ended up going to college. I met my wife there. We lived there 15 years. You were a result of that. Uh, And uh, of course, we got married. You were a result of that. And then here we are today. So that's that's kind of the story. But yeah, it was God speaking to me in Mm. such a very special and clear way to where I could audibly hear his voice. It wasn't I mean, I, I hear the voice of the Holy Spirit or feel like I'm hearing God speak to me in my spirit most of the time. That's 99 percent of the time. But there have been a few instances where I've actually felt like I've heard him audibly, and that was one of those times. And that, I was just thinking about it earlier. Uh, it's not much different than what happened to Samuel, the yeah. young prophet Samuel. Eli, you know, he's sleeping in Eli's house, and he feels like he hears God speaking to him. And he goes into Eli, and he said, yes, Eli, what did you want? What did you want? I'm here. You called for me. 
And Eli goes, I didn't call for you. Go back to bed. Yeah. So he goes back to bed and uh, God speaks to him again. And he goes back into Eli's bedroom and they go through that two or three times. Yeah. It was, he thought it was literally God speaking to him. He heard it through his ears and yet Eli didn't hear anything. And that was kind of my experience. Wow. If you didn't obey that day, what do you think would have happened? Like, would you have still gone to Bible college, do you think? Where do you think you would have ended yes. up? Would you have gone to that college that you went to in I Portland? I was leaning toward another college on the East Coast. Mm. And uh, one of my friends, actually, that I was in the Navy with was going to be going to college there. Yeah. I had a lot of respect for him. So that might have been the way I went. Yeah. I don't know. And, you know, I have this theory. I can't prove it necessarily, but... Um, I think that God, I know that God, and that's really what this is all about in a lot of ways. Uh, God wants to guide us. Yeah. And he speaks to us. In fact, in Hebrews chapter one, uh, the very first verse, it says that God in at various times and in various ways spoke to us through the prophets, mm -hmm. but today he has spoken to us through his son. Wow. But the point is this, God always wants to speak to us, I believe, in different ways. And he speaks in a lot of different ways. You can look at the Bible. You know, he spoke through a donkey at one point in time, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he spoke through a burning bush yeah. at another time. Wow. Uh, he led the his nation of Israel you know, in the wilderness by a pillar of fire by night, a pillar of cloud by day. Yeah. And uh, God's always wanting to have us not miss the mark or miss his destiny or his calling or purpose for our lives. Yeah. So I think a lot of times, even when we do miss it initially, there can be opportunities to get back on track. Thanks for listening to the Yours is the Story podcast. We really want to hear stories from you. You can email us at yours the story at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. We'll see you next time.